Okay. All right. Well, welcome to another talk from Global Women Talk. Ladies, I can't wait to dive into this next talk. We actually called this special conversation today about the Meghan and Harry interview with Oprah. And it has caused such a stir out there. Um, and I wanted to get your perspectives as well, because I mean, I have my views and I'm all about women empowerment and everything, but I just wanted to hear different views. And so I can't wait. Mary, Alexia and Renee can't wait to hear you guys uh, talk about your views on what has been going on. Who wants to go first? <laughs> Let's go for Alexia, huh? Yeah, Alexia. I'm like dying. I'm I know dying. she is. I <laughs> Bring it out, bring it out. I should like have written a whole list of like do's <laughs> and don'ts. I'm like dying to speak. <laughs> this is so crazy. <laughs> oh my God. Um, where do I even start? Okay, so first of all, I preface just to give a little backstory because you know, um, I'm European, right? And for us, the monarchy and the royal family, especially something um, that, you know, we hold in high regard and in high respect. And I also happen to have been a direct descendant of the Russian imperial family. So I also have blue blood roots sort of in, embedded in me. So I come from a lot of those backgrounds where my mother went to finishing school in England. Um, so she was introduced, she was a debutante at the ball. She was taught manners. She was taught, you know, like how to like deal with all of those things. And so, you know, this is a, the, the place that I grew up. So when I looked at this, um, I was having a multitude of issues with it. Um, the first one is, um, you know, Meghan Markle claims to be a very public, um, a very private person that she does not want to, she, she left that public life, quote unquote, because she wanted to leave a more private life. How can you be leading a private life and putting yourself being interviewed by Oprah, who's like the biggest uh, personality in news and media in the world. Um, if she wanted to address certain points, which I'll, I'll be more than happy to like listen, of course, to all of your views, that I'm sure they're very valid, okay? However, I probably would have preferred to, for her to handle it in a more classy way, especially when the husband of the queen is in dire conditions in the hospital. So the time to me fell off. Second, I probably would have gone and written a memoir uh, a book, which is more classy because I think people then can have the choice or not choice to listen to her experience. And then a bunch of red flags to me beyond the content, which again is valid. Some of those points are very valid. I do not want to discredit what she was going through in any way. But however, you know, some things, you know, like you didn't know what you were getting married into. Come on, hello, Google. Like you, you didn't see, you didn't Google Prince Harry to know or you haven't watched The Crown to know what are all those things and how, I mean, it's not just her. See, the thing that I didn't like and um, is that she played a topic that is very current and very important, it being inclusion and diversity, which is so crucial. But to me, it seemed like she played it to gain attention over herself. And that to me, really, really bothered me because there were so many members of the royal family who we've seen even in the series, The Crown, that you know had to give up love, had to give up stature, they had to give up so many things because of the way the monarchy is run, that her, oh, oh, poor me, poor me, I'm a victim. That really didn't sit well with me. That said, 
Um, she's a huge animal advocate. So that touched me because you know, Susan. Um, so that kudos to her. I'm sure she really loves Harry because you could see the way that she looks at him. I'm sure that she really loves him. I don't doubt that. Um, I just don't think that the platform that she used and the way that she led that conversation, throwing people under the bus and being very vague at it. Um, to me, when the queen spends 33 million pounds to hold, you know, give you a wedding and then you throw her under the bus, to me, that's highly disrespectful. So I'm going to be done. That's my little intro to the way I think. And it's pretty clear how I feel about the matter. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I really, uh, um, my first reaction was she knew what she was getting into, right? And it's kind of like, you know, if Melania Trump came out and told us, you know, oh, feel sorry for me, right? We'd all be like, you know what you signed up for, right? And for her to come back and do that, I think is a little, you know, I don't know. It's all about her, actually, was kind of my gut feeling, right? And, um, but uh, I'll, I'll add more later. I'll add more later. Why don't we have Renee so she's not <laughs> She's from London. <laughs> she's right in the middle of like let's because right Renee's right there. Come on, right sure. Um, I watched it. I watched it, and then I took some time to really take it in. The th first thing that jumped out is um, I was very saddened by her pain, and what I mean by that is nobody should be felt that they want to take their life over right. the intrusion of the media. Until we know the level of that, we can never ever, ever understand that type of intrusion that you have. It was beyond her being an actress. Um, and I saw the tabloids, whether she didn't watch it, I saw it and it was horrible. So as a human being, for her to feel subjected to that, I feel that was really, really painful. Um, I do agree with my lady um, in relation to the platform and the, the place to do it. You know, we, we should know that if it's Oprah, that you couldn't get any more less private than that. Um, and as a family, maybe they could have discussed it and dealt with it. And it could have then been leaked more than likely. Someone would have heard something. Um, I'm not a mother, but I agree with her protecting her little boy and whatever they were saying about him not being a prince and not getting protected, that would hurt any woman. So I was hurt for her for that. But the forum it was in, it feels very centralized. It could have been done in private. If it's a family, they could have discussed it. And then they most of us still left, but, and we would have obviously known something was up, but to, you know, talk about something so private as a family, because what they are, even though they're an institution, um, that could have been done differently. So there is definitely a PR element to it. Um, the race card, yeah, she's a woman of color. So she's gonna feel exactly how she feels. Um, little Archie and what she feels is experienced. There's definitely a difference between the other princes and princesses. Um, so she will protect her little cub, as they say, the best way she can. Harry is the, <laughs> the um, grandson of the queen. So it's quite weird that how deep it went, because it's still his grandmother, isn't it? But if you listen to the interview, you heard him speaking quite highly about his grandmother mm -hmm. and about the other individuals surrounding it that were actually the concern and he, no one said what it was. So should you have said it if you couldn't say who it was? Maybe you shouldn't have said anything then because right. we're gonna work right. out who it is <laughs> and I we know. don't know. And it, was it William, was it Kate? We don't know what was said. So it's created even more of a stir to wonder who in that institution was saying what they were saying. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the points that she's hit on mental health is really profound, even more so in this season. A lot of people have been suffering and the backlash of certain individuals I will not mention on here that have said that she was lying and it's not mental health. I don't think we have any right to determine someone's mental health status and how they could feel about pain because that's individual to the person or people speaking about suicide. Nobody knows what that kind of pain is for someone to feel to even do that. So I think that has to be really dealt with delicately. Um, Always remember she's an actress. (laughs) So you are gonna have a different element to what you might see. So it's normal to express it in a actress way. So that's what was happening. Um, What happens next is interesting to me. Like after all of this, where do they go? Would Would it be the institution is now questioned? But what's the next step to this? Do they disappear and then they do go out of the public eye and have their little child and daughter? Or is it going to stir something else? And I'm just not sure what happens after this. Um, But I do believe some of the things that were highlighted did need to be said because why should you suffer in silence? But could we found another way? And I think it's very important, isn't that, to know? I think it's going to backfire on her a little bit. Yeah, I think it's going to backfire on her a little bit, Renee, because she could have done this more privately, even if they had like in-house counsel or attorneys or something they could have done that didn't have to, you know, go to Oprah for the, because this is a real slap in the queen's face. And I got to tell you, I, it would shock me if it didn't backfire on her somehow. I do feel, I do feel bad for anybody who marries into that family because I mean the family is always going to come first Mm -hmm. and and if anybody you know you remember Princess Diana as soon as she became the people's princess I mean there was like internal wars going on they Mm -hmm. you know like and I think that was happening with her as well because she started to really blossom and people loved her they really liked her and and so somewhere the PR within the firm was trying to trash her in the public, right? Put her in her place kind of thing. So I feel bad for her for a bit, but I don't understand why they couldn't give her son security. I mean, don't all the princesses get um, get security? I mean, I she, would he be the only one that didn't? Because that would be bizarre. Well, no. I don't know. I don't know the system, but anyone well, would from- from what I've from what I've found out, because again, you know, of of the ties that we had with with the sort of circles, there are several things that I think um, needed to to be brought into the thing. As far as like the mental health, I'm sure that was very real. Um, however, I don't know if it was it was brought up that this happened after she gave birth to her child, because you know there is this thing called postpartum depression that many women suffer, and 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 I do not know if that was brought about. Uh, when it came to what was said about her baby um, and 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 the color of his skin, um, the way that I know from from certain you know noble circles or whatever, it would have happened whether you married somebody who is Chinese or whether you're somebody who is Latin, um, because of the 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 mixing of the races, no matter what, it, it would be something that would have been brought up. Um, as a public relations matter, because, you know, they may have not been against it in any way, because I don't feel that they they saw her um, as different from a, from a race point of view, because otherwise they wouldn't have welcomed her so much. Like, 
she had made it herself that the queen was there and gave her her blanket and was very warm with her and obviously they knew that you know her grandson was very enamored with with Megan so I think that would be a normal question when you're dealing with a high profile family especially a monarchy that if there is a, a child that is born out of any different race that could there would be that thing that is like what happens if that happens genetically and how do we handle that in the eyes of the press? Because I think maybe that question, in my opinion, was maybe said because of like you said, um, Renee, about the press being brutal. And maybe when they brought up this thing was like, what do we do if Archie comes out darker skin and then the press goes out to have a field day with it in order to sell more, uh, more issues. So. I would like to maybe think that it wasn't necessarily done in a way that was in any way denigrating the race uh, of whatsoever, but it really was more, how do we deal with it? Because of what you've said, the press being so always looking to sell tabloids with anything that has to do with royal families. That was my viewpoint. I mean, Susan, you also obviously are, you know, have the Asian blood in you. Do you think that that would be something that probably was potentially that's how it was intended, but maybe was misinterpreted by oh, yeah. Megan? Absolutely. I mean, you know, we go into situations like when I married my husband, I'm the token not white person that went into this family and, you know, and his father was a professor at Cambridge. So they come from a very academia family, but I had to educate them into who my, who I am as a different culture, but it took patience. Right. And I would go into the country club and, and the little old lady would walk up to me and say, so who, 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 uh, who owns you? Or like, you know, that, that debutante, like, oh, so who, 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 you know, owns you? Or like, you know, I'm standing here in line getting my food. And I'm like, did she just say that to me? And I just sort of laughed it off because she's like 80 something years old. So I said, you know, you have to understand there has to be some emotional intelligence around the situation you're in and some compassion. If you're walking into centuries and centuries of tradition, and I've watched the, the monarchy evolve over the centuries, like, as I know the history, my husband's British, right? So, um, and I know how hard it is to change these programs. So to think that you're gonna come in because you have an agenda that you can change something, the queen is trying her best, but she wasn't exactly educated <laughs> that way either. Hey, it's, it's to me, it, there has to be a two way. and. I totally am all about voice. I'm all about voice and voicing your truth, but there is a way of doing it because I'm looking at the consciousness of the world and how they receive the information. I'm, I'm on the part of, okay, let's look at who's, I'm talking to the people receiving that information. Whatever Megan and Harry has decided, that's their agenda. Um, my, since you guys spoke on behalf of, you know, Megan's point of view, I'm going to look at it from Oprah's, right? I watched how that interview was conducted. And if I'm doing an interview, I would not take any glee in this voicing out your victimism, right? In, as a, in the public, you're a media figure. You need to bring some emotional intelligence to this conversation and not feed on the me against you because it 
felt, it felt like American freedom versus monarchy prison. That's oh, what it felt yeah. like. There was a bit of that. There yeah. was a bit of that. That's what it felt like. And I can't expect Megan to be emotionally intelligent enough while she's taken into that victim mode, right? right. To think. So it is on the onus of the interviewer, right? Yes. To do it with yeah. class. Yes. Right? Because what's interesting is that it seemed like Megan, I mean, really, it, I mean, she, it felt like it was, she was making it a, kind of a, a big, a big black issue, but she was very quiet about it in a way. But really, when you look at the kingdoms around the world, right? I mean, like if the, the Chinese kingdom wanted to have a white girl in that yes. family, probably a big deal, right? I mean, it's like that, that country's or original kind of, you know, human beings of that region. And I wonder from the, the monarchies of the world, like, how do they look at all that? You know, like, are they thinking that there's going to be like this pure, you know, pure race of their family, but I don't think that can happen anymore. I mean, we're so integrated these days that you can't even put a name to somebody, you know, because we've got so many different, you know, um, uh, nationalities. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that, you know, to be honest with you, I think since Princess Di, there have been a lot of attempts to try to understand more and change more. I think Diana really did cause a big trajectory in how the monarchy operates, right? Because of her humanism and her, you know, she's human, right? Yes. And, but she did it in such a way that she was able to share her memoir but always looking at it like from her accountability, like this is what I walked into, this is what I struggled with. And she never once like blamed Charles because it is circumstance. That's purely what it is, is circumstance. And right. you can't tell every dummy out there, even, I think my seven-year-old nephews even know who Prince Harry and Prince William is, everybody, everybody, especially Prince yeah. Harry, for goodness sakes, he has such a history, right? Oh yeah. He's a wild card. Of course. If you don't know who Princess Di's two children are, I'm yeah. sorry. You got to get educated on the world. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I Like, come on. I like his energy. I, I, like, like, I, like, I, like, I like who he's being in the world. Yeah. I don't know him close enough, but yeah. you know, I, I just sensed a little bit of manipulation by Megan. And I didn't yes. like that feeling. It was kind of like a something in my 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 body that I felt that I was a little disappointed in and I I you know uh I don't know well you know what you what you felt was and I felt the same thing because I felt sad for Prince Harry I felt sad for yes. him Me because too. yeah because I'm in the area of love right and I'm like wow love this is what love can do to you right like love can make you make decisions that you are not anywhere in control over now because the woman's sexuality has so much control over a relationship. It's unbelievable. Women have, we do have power. I know, I, but I don't think we always use it in the best way. And oh, some, exactly. It's like, it's like, <laughs> and I can sign up for this because when I was married, I had to master manipulation if I wanted anything. Otherwise, I wouldn't have it. And even in corporate America, you know, I had to find ways to manipulate 
men because they'd never listen to me. You know, they would never take my idea. And so I'd have to make it their idea. I mean, talk about manipulation. Well, what, do you, so, what do you guys think about, um, because she's not actively manipulating. I think playing the victim card is a, is a sub, subtle manipulation. But what do you guys think about the fact that um, it, it's like, it's almost like, because he's still struggling from his mother's death right and he still carries that so to him it's like he's yes. gonna save this woman do or die because he sees in yes. this woman what he saw in his mom so there's like yes. and but megan is not intellectual enough or emotionally intelligent enough to protect her husband from what he's about to lose you know so at what point do we come together as a nation as a world right to help these two people Really, and he lost, and he lost his relate. What what pains me for him is that he lost his relationship with his brother. Mm -hmm. They were so bonded together, and and I I was having a hard time with that. I was having a hard time with him being separated from his own brother, as a result for standing by the woman out of love, um, giving up things that he was passionate about, like all you know his his work with the military and, and traveling around. I mean, he was so into that. And now he's like in Montecito, he doesn't know anybody. He's completely isolated, um, completely cut off from his own family. And, and I understand that he says, it's enough for me to be near Megan and my child and my daughter to be, and the cats and the dogs and the goats. But you're going to want to have the connection with your family. And I think that's that's really sad. And then, you know what, let's think about also Fergie. I mean, we keep forgetting about Fergie. Um, you know, Fergie was a wild one. You know, mm -hmm. back in the day, she wasn't accepted by the family because she was like, you know, pretty mm -hmm. raw and pretty, had chutzpah and she wasn't following the rules and she was rebelling. She then left that marriage and got divorced and then she became the spokesperson for Weight Watchers and this but she never really she did things with class because then she she never really went into public things to speak I think she was with Dr. Phil at one point there was an interview with her about how certain things affected her marriage but it, it, it was a very different experience. She wasn't throwing anybody under the bus. She was talking about herself and she was asking help from Dr. Phil McGraw to help her cope with certain things like not being enough and not feeling valued because she was so different. So she approached it in a very different way. She went to Dr. Phil, you guys should watch that interview. And she's like, I need help. And he helped her. But that process was not about trying to take down the monarchy, you know? And that's, again, yeah. That's so. If you're not born of the family, then you're never really in. Yeah, no. Like. But you, it's, you know, it's almost like um, you sign a contract to go to do a work, to do work. It's a duty to be in the, in the monarchy. It's a duty, right? <laughs> it's known. So you sign a contract to go into that duty and then you change your mind because you don't like the way it works. Like, at what point do we respect contracts? At what point, and how do we instill change? And this is what the world needs to learn from this experience, right? Is 
how to do it properly that it's on a higher consciousness that you are responsible for how people are receiving this information right and i'm not i'm not a royal lover i'm not i'm, I'm not a royal hater either i don't really you know but i do understand tradition and programming and consciousness and to me i've always been really um disruptive on the way media handles information right yeah. And so it's not, it's not even about them. It's, it's, you know, Oprah, I think did come out and say, you know, she didn't take any money from them. Like she didn't, they didn't pay for the interview, but she still sold it. I believe it was $7 million to CBS. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> I'm sorry. There's a little bit of a conflict of interest here. Okay. Somebody, somebody made money. I'm sure she got some CBS stock and also she gave some to the Royal family as well. You know, the ex Royals, because it's like the stock went up 13%. It's like, Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and it's but, interesting that you're there's saying always money. There's always money in game. Yeah. Yeah. When there's money involved, we have to really start critically thinking. And as women, um, we have to stop and really look critically at the delivery of this information. And it really has not even nothing to do with Megan anymore because she is struggling with whatever she's struggling. She has her limits. But let's look at the people that are guiding her. And I feel sad that Harry didn't have the ability to teach his soon-to-be wife how no. to be and prepare her. So she, she's not at fault here. Um, there are so many other elements, but we need yeah. to think we need to think critically, you know, Renee, what would, I, I'm just curious to see what, what you, if you were Megan, would you be able to, would you agree that you would need to lead that man in the right direction? Is that how you would handle a relationship? You know, would you look after his well-being and put yourself second? Cause that's really what, what it is to be in the royalty, right? Okay. I can only speak and even answer as a black woman. Okay. So imagine me as a black woman going into the royal family. I would go through quadruple of what she went through because <laughs> <laughs> I'm completely a wholesome woman of color, okay? She's biracial. Um, for me, I would have wanted them to give, or if it was me, much more um, help to be in the aristocrat world. I don't think she was given the, I mean, she said in the occasion she had to curtsy and learn in the car. These things, before she was even presented to the Queen and put in, they should have took some time, the PR, the communications team, and sat with her and said, these are the protocols. Of course, what will happen, she will still bring her personality into it because you are who you are, aren't you? And she's used to being a celebrity doing red carpets, but as she said, it's a very different feeling being around the royal family. So where things went very wrong is that it didn't go through the processes and the protocol before she became even part of the family. Um, and the awkwardness of even going through that and not having that support, that was where it all started going wrong from the very beginning because she always felt that she wasn't actually involved and she's almost forcing to be in the family and then one's looking at her and she's different. So you can only imagine what was going on in her head at the time. Um, for me, family is very important. So for love, you do have to, you give, okay, let's get, let's get, um, get real. When you marry, you do get handed over <laughs> to your husband, you leave your family. Mm -hmm. So she left her family to be with him. Now, 
normally when the woman leaves, sometimes the man's still connected. So what's strange, she's left her family and he's left his family and they've gone in their unit, but they are a unit. That's what happens as a family. But the only difference is we're talking about the royal family here. Um, and he can't remove himself of being a grandson to the queen. That's never gonna happen. So whatever he does, whether he wanted to have time away from the private, away in private from the public eye, there's no such thing as that. It's never gonna happen because of your status, yeah? So between the two of them, they almost, the fact that you wanted privacy, but then you went away and you needed to be helped. And then you're gonna be even more public eye than you've ever been because of what's happened recently. So it's actually gone completely the other way around where you're now the center of attention that you didn't wanna be, which is very odd if you think about it, yeah? Um, I've always said, as I said earlier, what happens next? We all know that she's having a little girl, which is very unusual for us to even know that she was having a little girl publicly like that, which yeah. was really different. Um, they are going to stay where they are. They've said they haven't got security. And I thought that was really strange to even talk about security at the high level that he is at. You know, when you are a celebrity of a high status, security is a must because you are constantly under some scrutiny or someone's trying to plan something. So that was odd that they spoke about that on TV in the, cause that is, they have secret service people looking after them and the highest level. So that was really strange that they even spoke about that vulnerability because there's criminals that watch that too, not just us. <laughs> well, this Very is good. the thing, right? Very there was no media responsibility. There was no responsibility in communications. And it's really, I mean, they could, they could put the whole monarchy in danger in terms of giving way too much information out there, right? So I don't know. I just, what do you think, Mary? And I also don't, I well, don't believe yeah. that they cannot afford to pay for security, you guys. Yeah. I mean, I cannot believe that, that, that they did all these movie deals and all this, all of a sudden they're having their production company and they're doing all that stuff because they need to pay for the security that the, the royal the royals are not being provided with to me that that feels like a little bit disingenuous first of all she's made a lot of money um as an actress um and i'm you know and i'm sure he's he has some of his own money it's not like he's waiting to get like the salary of the royal um you know so to me that's also a little weird like oh yeah i'm doing this because we need to pay for the security uh really like yeah. how many millions is security costing you come on now it's like it's yeah. not like you need 20 people to protect you. Else, some of you, you're having a private life and you're in a house in a little compound, hardly ever going out. So it's not like you were even like doing public life that you need the security all the time. So to me, that was also a little bizarre, just like Renee said, you know, it just didn't make sense. I was like, that doesn't sound right. So sorry about that, ranting. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no worries. So Renee, what, what's, what does the, your friends in London think about all of this? I mean, I mean, I, I saw that what's his face got walked off of TV. Chris <laughs> Morgan. I was trying to find. I was trying to find what set him off, and I couldn't find the where he walked off. So, but I saw the the conversations between the two, and and uh, but it just sounds like Pierce doesn't like Megan to begin with at all. But no. you know, I do feel like she's a you know she's like a, a B actress. It's not like she's an A actress, right? So so she kind of over, overplays it a bit. And um, but anyway, I just want your opinion on that the whole London thing. Cool. Piers, Piers, apparently they met many years ago and they were friends. And then he never contacted her again when she became 
in the royal family. So that's rubbed him up the wrong way, basically. So anytime he gets in Caesar on anything that represents the media, he would just get really wound up. And that's where I think the core of it started. Um, he ha as a journalist, you have a responsibility. You can't add too much of your opinion, but as you know, Piers is a person that says how he feels, where he feels it. And I think there was just a conversation with him. He was a weather guy that's also mixed biracial. And he felt quite offended by the rhetoric that was being used by him. So that's what caused him to storm off. Ratings went up and he did what he was supposed to do because he's that guy, he's about controversy. Um, in London, there's different things that have been said. Obviously, diversity, they're concerned of how she's been made to feel. The mental health has been a big thing because people feel regardless, you've got to protect people's mental health. Yeah. Um, and that was clearly not protected. She spoke about it in the interview that she asked for help and she wasn't given it. And, you know, God forbid, the day when you saw her, she was pregnant, wasn't she? And I remember that day when she went to, I think it was the Fashion Awards or award ceremony, and she contemplated taking her life that night and they went out. So you never know what's behind a smile that she never. was saying. So to me, no one should feel, whoever they may be to, for that degree, to feel so sad that they feel that they have got no other choice to do that. Yeah. And remember, Harry's also dealt with mental health issues too. So the two of them are struggling and who was supporting them through that process. Um, and maybe in this situation, they saw no way out. I don't know, because we never know the ins and outs. We only know the peripherals of what, what was going on. Yep. And suicide is not a joke. That's no. as far as I'm concerned. Oh, no. um, so somebody says then, anything, you're on it, correct. you know. But then in England, it's very much about get on with it, stiff up a lip, work it through. Only remember when William and Harry, when they lost their mother, Diana, and they walked behind the coffin as he was. Oh. I don't know how. Yeah. I yeah. have my parents. I, I didn't I, see a tear. I didn't just see a never happen. It just never yeah. happened. So that tells you what the dynamic is supposed to be and how you're supposed to react. Now, we're human beings with feelings and emotions. And I think what's happened with um, Harry over time and his risk taking at, um, personality and his spirit, he's become more humanized, if that makes yeah. sense. You know, mm -hmm. I believe that. somebody that is not of the same elk he's even become softer and more and now we're getting just this thing well what is this all about what is this protocol about actually why are we doing it so that's what's happened as a result of this I think he's just become more humanized and more in touch and he's now a father and they say when you're a parent you just you get all gooey and mushy so he's even become more aware of what he thinks is absolutely old and archaic that's an opinion um, I'm wondering if they even have, Renee, do you know they actually even, I mean, you would think that after what happened with Princess Diana and, and even with, you know, Prince Charles and everything, you would think that there would be a designated department mm -hmm. for, um, you know, psychological, mental health, you know, between all of the members of the royal families. I mean, you know, I, I I have a hard time believing that she asked for help and she was denied the help. I'm wondering whether there isn't ever been a, even a, a department or a designated person even there and they don't wanna admit it that they never thought of having that. Because it's, it, I have a hard time believing that if somebody is having a problem, you know, they would just go, well, we're just not going to talk to you. You just deal with it yourself. I would think that with everything that was seen even in the crown, the series, 
that they would have had one person, one you know, therapist, psychologist or something for the real Maybe they don't want to admit that they didn't have one ever to begin with. And they never thought of after everything that happened in the past, mm-hmm. having a person like this. And, and it, it's maybe that's what the cover up is because I just don't understand why she would be asking people and they would be denying her help. Yeah. I just, yeah, you know, remember, anybody. Yeah. But remember when Harry and, and, um, and, and his brother, Charles, what's his brother's name? William. William. When they, t- they talked about healthcare vocally, mm-hmm. you know, on some talk shows and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I was under the impression that they must've had some because of the death of their mother and what they were going through. Because okay. they were talking about how important mental health is. But I think what I want to pick up on what Renee had said earlier about the stiff, stiff, stiff upper okay. lip. Yep of the folks in UK, which is very yeah. much so. I mean, they they very rarely let emotions show. So I think that's, yeah. a, you know, I kind of applaud Harry with, with the progress that he's made as a human being, quite mm-hmm. frankly. Yeah. And, but it's, you're, you're right. The Royals don't, I mean, to them, it's a, it's a story. It's a, you know, it's, it's what's perceived. Yeah. It's, it's the way of life for them. It's a duty, right? They're yep. trained from birth to yep. be that. So we can't expect Megan to have a clue what that kind of world is like. And if the queen never learned all that, you can't expect her to understand it either. Mm. So I can see, I mean, I don't know if they have a psychologist. I really doubt it because of the way they operate, right? It is that thing is like, why do you need a psychologist? for? We just train you, right? Like they don't even, I don't think it's part of that lexicon. It's a very North American thing, the therapy thing. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's true. It's, it's not, it's, I mean, it's forget about it. Asia. <laughs> There's nothing yeah. in Asia. <laughs> it's, become, it's become something that people are now more aware of their mental status, but it's more, um, it's not something that, it's almost seen if you need somebody to talk through, it's something's up, but actually not realizing that life coach, mind coach, they're all coaches that help you to process information. But over in Europe, it's seen that something's not quite right with you to go down that direction, which in other parts of the world, people from very young have someone to help them and guide them to process stuff. So it's yeah, not something it's, that is seen over here at all, not at all. Yeah, you're right. And you're so right, because I'm Italian and Mary and Susan, just so that you know, the, the outlook in Italy and even in, in Greece is like, what do we need a therapist for? We can just go with our friends and have coffee and talk it out for hours. And I would think that this, you know, that's like, you know, you don't need a therapy. You just need to go and meet people and have a real conversation like we are having, yeah. the four of us in this platform and sharing what you're doing and that's going to help you. So even in Italy, where I grew up, even though I've been all my life in the United States, but I know from my Italian friends, therapists is like look like it's like you're like like totally like cuckoo you know it's not even a thought right yeah so I totally get what Renee's saying yeah yeah for sure I I I mean my husband would like he sees therapy as that as well right because it's not part of their culture and neither is Chinese so I mean tried my five I told my father therapy are you crazy go and work in the restaurant you'll be fine (laughs) you go cook some Chinese food in the restaurant do some work okay fine but (laughs) it's true right so it's it's wow it's like so it's not the rest of the world but you know the interesting thing here I think um one of the things I just want to highlight for everybody in the world, whoever is listening to this is that um, mental health, we need to voice our struggles. We do. Right. 
but it should never be taken. That information that's coming from the communicator should never be received from the public as some somebody has to be punished, other, like other than like sex trafficking and whatever. But like, it, it's not me against you, right? It is, let's look at the people that are struggling and give the help without bashing or twisting that information because whatever you hear in public, right, from the media, there's some kind of a, you know, it's, it's interviewed or moderated by somebody, right? Mm -hmm. It's sold and scripted by somebody, right? And so I could take somebody that's vulnerable and take you and lead you into a direction that I can get it out of you, you know, and you won't, you're being led. So it's, it's not even Megan's fault, but she obviously carries with her a lifelong struggle, right? Um, and that needs to be resolved. And it just so happened that it all came out when she tried to be a royal, but she couldn't, right? Because Kate Middleton didn't come from royalty, right? But, you know, and she has a husband that is supportive and nurturing, right? Yeah. But it doesn't mean she, does, she doesn't go out there and say it's easy. It's not. No, it can't be. But, hey, definitely. when they had that sister, when they had that conversation about the sister made me cry or whatever, I thought, what was that all about? Yeah, I, that was what, so childish. It, it really was. It didn't even need to be mentioned. I, I, it really didn't make her look good. But I was thinking anyway that the PR, they were never going to correct it because they don't want Kate to look bad because she's a future queen, right? So that was a lost battle for her. And I think it was pointless to bring up. Yeah. But, but also if we think if we oh sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, I just wanted to say that given that this is also this platform is global women talk. Um we need to think about how the queen is feeling as a woman in this, not taking out the crown, the actual right. crown. Um, how does she feel as an elderly woman who has seen so much in her life? She had to put up with so much crap. Um, being thrown into this position of power and got, she's witnessed history basically close to 100 years um, seeing her whole life's work potentially being you know destroyed by this conversation and even from her Megan as a woman to woman I think taking outside her own personal pain which again I'm not discrediting in any way she should have thought of it for a second that she is also dealing with a woman of wisdom and age who has had a significant role in history. And we do not even know how she's feeling about it because of the stiff upper lip, as you said. We do not know how she's feeling about all this. I'm sure terrible. And so I feel terrible for her with her husband in the hospital, the love of her life, right? That she's been married through thick and thin, that she has to deal with that as well. So you know, as a woman, we should all be supporting also the other women because we do not know we're not in their shoes and okay. we do not know the generations that she was grown up as um, and what she had to face in her own time. I'm sure she had to face a lot. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. She's a very then, wise woman, I'm sure. She is. She is. But you know what? She was born and trained into this like life. Like she doesn't know any better. She, like considering what she's had to go through, um, she's handled herself. I've watched her over the decades, you know, and with Charles and Camilla, I like, oh my, like uh, with uh, the media. <laughs> the sister. Yeah. She is savvy. Sister, yeah. She is really savvy. Go ahead, Renee. 
No, I think she's very, it's, she's always been measured literally for the whole time where sister's gone off and imagine all the, it's like a family, what it is, I must say, the royal family is like any family. It's what we have to understand. All the isms and arguments and disagreements that they have is exactly what we have as a family or different families all around the world. The difference is because they are royal family is, oh my God, I can't believe it. But they cheat, <laughs> they argue. Everything that can happen in one family happens in their family, if not even more so. But the difference is you don't see the, as I say, you don't see the withering or the, 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 the shaking of it until someone leaks it or someone speaks about it. Yeah. Or someone leaves the royal family and then they go, you never guess what happened. But if you was to watch them closely in the media and watch them on, you wouldn't even know there was a shudder <laughs> because they have been trained to behave accordingly. But every family, if you really stop and thought about it, not saying what Meghan and Harry are speaking about is normal, but every family has its ripples. And why people are interested is because they are the royal family. So I can't believe, but the queen, I think she's a phenomenal that she's just kept measured. You've never seen any change. You haven't seen her, I think you've seen her laugh a couple of times. I think she went to the um, fashion show and she was having a good giggle in the front row. I've seen that, but I've never seen her with, she's just been very measured. Considering all what's going on around her, she just continues because she's trained to deal with this. And what they did release in a statement, yeah, I expected that. They're not going, he's not going to phone his grandson and say, you know, would you, how dare you? She's just going to release a statement because what they do, the communication officers will do what they need to do. But as I said, even with all what's happened, what will happen next? He's not going to not see his grandma. It's his grandmother, isn't it? This is his grandmother. So when they have a little baby girl, what's going to happen? Is he going to bring the baby with him? Or they get, do you understand? So if you start thinking about it, what do you do as a family? You might have a disagreement, but after a while, things will balance itself out and you will find a, Megan might not come over with him, but I'm sure he'll come and see his grandmother. That's what I think will happen. I, I think that's, so. that's a beautiful wrap up. So girls, if we could wrap this up in two minutes, each person here, I want you to wrap it up in a bow, this whole thing. And what, what is our, what is our view for people of the world to know, like to be able to, you know, get your view on this whole thing? Like how can moving forward, what is the best thing now that can be done? Ooh. Well, I mean, I want to, I want to say that, that going forward, that they need to communicate as a family and not through the press and not through the paper. Mm -hmm. And they should have done that the first go around. Um, I think there would be a whole lot more respect. I think, she, I think she might be a little damaged on this one because of the way it was done. But all family needs to communicate. It's hard. And if you got to bring in like a, uh, you know, a spokesperson or a mediator, you know, I think if when families can resolve issues and hug each other, and get it worked out, it'll just be better all the way around for everybody. Instead of that. talking around and talking through, go straight to the source and say, this is what I'm struggling with. How do we resolve it? Yeah. Perfect, Mary. That's beautiful. Love it. Alexia? Um, I would say that respect and honor is a two-way street. So if you'd like to be respected and honored and value, you need to extend the same to the other person. So I feel that, again, talking about family and love, again, in relationships, that's when relationships do work, right? There is respect and honor and value. And, and again, I'll be curious to see, um, I commend Harry for standing by his wife, 
Um, but I just, I'm hoping that his voice is not gonna be silenced as a result of that, because that's part of being a successful capo is to be able to respect, honor and value one another, including our own background and including our culture and including our upbringing. And I hope that people keep that in mind whenever dealing in a business world, in a relationship, in, in the society that they keep asking themselves and putting themselves in the shoes of another person where they come from so that we can better understand one another versus just thinking, okay, let's just uh, create some havoc and then not know how to repair it. Be cognizant of how you're gonna repair it once you let the cat proverbially out of the bag. Have a plan on how you're gonna then repair all that so that there is a happy result out of this communication. And that's that. I love it, love it. Renee? Yeah, well, um, there's quite a few issues that were raised from the Meghan and Harry interview. Um, one of them being her mental health. I think from this, people need to be aware and be aware of the surroundings of people you might have around you that could be suffering quietly. Mm -hmm. So this is highlighted, not everything you see is what it is. <laughs> so I think it's being aware of your friends and family. Um, as a woman, she was feeling victimized. She was feeling hurt by being a woman of color. They need to recognize it's gonna take time as um, you said, how many years of things have been protocol to shift it. But I think that's definitely raised awareness of things that need to be changed within that status quo. Um, and definitely, I think her family and all of them will get back together in time. I think now they've said it, they've made their uh, feelings very, very heard. I think over time when that little munchkin comes along, you know, as it always happens, families get together, don't they? They wanna see the new child. Um, but yeah, some issues were raised and I think they need to be addressed, however they may be. And then going forward, I do hope that they can speak about it as a family quietly. So the media can't earn any money from it because that's not what it's about, is it? It's about fixing and changing and evolving. That's my take. I love it. Love it. Yeah. You know what? I thought everything that you guys said, the common denominator, really, this whole case is not a Me Too movement or anything like that. It really is pain, right? And having the voice. So I agree that it needs to be voiced. The manner in which it's done and what media does to information is what I want to highlight to people that when you're watching things on TV, anything like that, you got to be critical thinking here. You got to have some emotional intelligence. But this case is purely compassion. And I want the whole world to know this in that this is a family matter right? It's not like, you know, she was, you know, sexually assaulted by the, the monarch, right? Like, this is such a loving family thing. And I think this, if, if the monarchy handles this in the right way, uh, with compassion, and start really implementing mental health and, and that type of thing into the monarchy going forward, I think it will save the whole thing, really. And you know what, and, and media, please, everybody out there, let's stand by these two families and just help them get together again, because that's what it's all about, right? You know, that's what it's all about. So that's what I'm wrapping it up with, girls. <laughs> Wonderful. That was beautiful, beautiful, yes. So thank you everybody for listening. I hope, you know, we're just giving so many different views from the angle of not me against you, not hate, but love and compassion, and let's help each other. That's it. Great, thank, thank, you. You. thank you. Thank you. Thank you.